welcome to episode 33 of the Monster Squad with your hosts, Becky, Jen, and Abby. We're us real, down-to-earth, and sometimes raunchy moms talk about our lives. So get ready to reach into your inner monster and take this journey with us. Welcome back, listeners and ladies. Hello. So episode 33... I'd like to say, say the episode you've all been waiting for, but I think <laughs> it's probably just me, you know, <laughs> bitch and Becky, because that's what I got called for this one. The, the BB, bitch and Becky. <clears throat> so I am going to start like the other ladies did, Abby and Jen, about telling my mother's story of me coming into this world. And I'm going to end it with my threes. Um, which I have been trying to get out this whole entire time since we started recording. Um, and whatever pops up in the middle, is what pops up in the middle. You guys know me, Bish and Becky. That can mean I'm like a freaking rock star or I'm just a bitch. You guys take it how you want it. <laughs> so, my mother also, like Jen's mom, actually sent me her pregnancy and um, birthing story in a message, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Jen and Abby, you are welcome to jump in at any time and interrupt during this, because I do feel there are a few moments where I could get some backlash. (laughs) So, my mother says, my pregnancy was easy for the most part. Little to no movement from the baby inside. I think I had one kick and a foot pressing out once. Only one day, you were lying on a nerve, and I went to get out of bed in the morning, and I couldn't walk. One of my legs just wasn't there. We had a wedding to go to that day, and I needed extra help being supported by my elbows. The difficult part of the pregnancy was being threatened by the sperm donor with electrical appliances when I was in the bath. Him trying to sneak naked pictures of me at bath time, which, by the way, never happened. And seeing a scary movie, The Exorcist, which scarred me for life and made you appear to be on a Ferris wheel in my stomach doing constant flips over and over. While so much. It, it does explain <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. Makes sense. <laughs> um, while we were in the movie theater... And getting pushed over the railing of on our on our stairs into a snowbank at nine plus months by the drunk. Leading up to your birth, I was a little over two and a half weeks from the due date. Those weeks, I had been so traumatized by the movie that every time I heard the theme song, which became very popular on the radio, I was a wreck. No matter where I was frantic to shut it off. One time I was up on a chair in my kitchen, nine months pregnant, trying to jump off the chair as fast as I could and run to the radio to shut it off. Anyway, moving on to my best account of the birthing process. From the time my water broke and contractions began, it was a 23 long hours before you arrived. I remember we had company, and my water broke shortly after they left. I had had a few contractions while our friends were visiting, but nothing extreme. Anyway, we flew to the hospital. 
I don't really remember anything about that except the driving was very fast. I remember it was dark, not many cars on the road, and traffic lights. I don't speak up much, so the things that happened, I didn't question. I was in full labor with contractions at 30 seconds to a minute apart, all the early hours of the morning. Yet they, the nurses, came in with these two long things that looked like knitting needles and put them in me to induce labor, which I was already in. Don't know why, and I never asked. It's just not me. They were poking you in the head. Yeah, that's where right. some of our brain cells went. <laughs> I have my brain cells. About my They're mom just twisting me. You right. were getting stabbed in the head. Oh wait, it gets better. There's, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so, um. She says, anyway, I guess that was around 5 or 6 in the morning. Around 11-ish, they said they could see the baby's head. So, you were coming. I never screamed or made any noise. Not a peep. Even though I heard women in other rooms yelling. Your sperm donor kept saying that I would be asking for drugs when I was in labor, but I was determined I wasn't going to do that, and I never did. Little did I know how much difficulty I was having. I was, I don't know if I'm saying this word right, writhing in pain. It's W-R-I-T-H-I-N-G. Writhing doesn't sound right. Writhing so sounds I'm going with writhing. Yeah. Um, writhing in pain all day. They strapped monitors around my belly to monitor my heart rate and yours. At one point, a class of all male students came in the room with clipboards to observe. My hospital gown was up around my neck, and I, being a very modest person, writhing in pain, naked, with a pregnant belly in front of all these strangers. That's weird. They had to ask permission to do that. Maybe yeah. not back then. Maybe not. I, I mean, apparently not. Or they just took advantage of her good graces, and somebody said, hey, this chick won't say a word. Let's just roll. Because, unfortunately, I'll get into that, but um, since, you know, you mm -hmm. said that's strange, my mother just, my whole life has not really had a backbone, in my opinion. She has never stood up for herself. She has always gone above and beyond to do for everyone else, even while getting kicked in the teeth. She'll get kicked in the teeth over and over and over again, and she'll still smile, and she'll still do. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with who I have become mm -hmm. because I saw, mm -hmm. I, I, I saw, I observed like you, Abby, you said that you're an observer. Well, I observed this my whole life, mm -hmm. right straight down from my sperm donor, watching him beat the living shit out of her. Mm -hmm. And I swore I'm not going to do this. I am not going to do that. I will do this. I will do that. And then hence there's Becky. So my mother cringes at a lot of the things that I have said or done or do whatever and she will say things like I didn't raise you like that but I really feel inadvertently she did yeah because I was like I am not gonna have people take advantage of me like that yeah so <clears throat> we can get back to that um after I finish this very long birthing story <laughs> Um, so she then says, next was about two o'clock in the afternoon, and my doctor switched shifts. 
the doctor I adored was the one that was leaving. That was the only time I cried. And I must have been delirious as I was crying that I wanted Dr. Chiaffi to deliver my laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, when they said they saw your head hours earlier, that usually means it's time. Finally, around 5 p.m., they decide that I'm going to need a C-section and wheel me into the delivery room. Your father... I just lost track of where I was. I'm sorry, everyone. Your father was all dressed in scrubs to go in for a natural delivery, but they wouldn't allow him in for this. They wheeled me in, turned all of the mirrors up towards the ceiling so I couldn't see anything. Then they had me sit Indian style... Sorry, no offense, that's what they called it then. And they gave me an epidural as I sat cross-legged on the table, over nine months pregnant. That's weird. Well, that didn't work. So they gave me another one. Well, and plus, if your head's already out, what did they just push yeah. your head back in? Why didn't they have her push? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm confused. Well, <laughs> this really makes a lot of sense of how Becky is. <laughs> Facts. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, so that didn't work, so they gave me another one, and then a third. (laughs) When I was lying on the table, they would press on my stomach and tell me that I was going to feel some pressure. The man pressing was good size and had big arms, I remember. What I didn't know was that they were turning you and pulling you out with forceps, so the C-section never actually happened. Apparently, you had turned around and your back was getting hung up on my pelvic bone. I presume from the wild ride you had at the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was also informed that I had a tipped pelvis. And that made it harder for you to come out because you had to come up and over. They said my pelvic bone was great for walking, but not for having babies. By the time I got back to my room... I was numb up to my mouth, and your father had to feed me jello. Anyway, you were beautiful. A full head of dark hair, big dark brown eyes, and just perfect. But something was wrong. You wouldn't eat, and you didn't keep anything down. And you started turning jaundice. Even though you were full term, they ended up putting you in an incubator. I couldn't hold you. And they had these holes that I could reach in, but the holes had built-in gloves. So I wasn't really touching you. I mean, touching you. They started feeding you intravenously, legs, arms, until all your veins were collapsed. They started shaving patches of your beautiful hair off your head. And they put needles all over your head. They pricked your feet countless times each day. It was several times a day, if I recall correctly. For blood work, and I had to sign forms to allow surgery if they found anything. They performed a GI series and thought that you maybe had a blockage in walls of your bowel tract or a narrowing in your intestines. Anyway, after a week of this going on, a nurse remembered that she saw you having a bowel movement when you were being born. Remember, you should have been a half a day old at that point. So, yes, I ate shit on my way out, ladies. Well, that explains a lot, too. (laughs) Shit, you probably had some freaking (laughs) shit-talking disease. (laughs) That's why you're full of shit. Right. Because you ate it. They didn't get it all out. (laughs) 
know, she says, remember, you should have been a half a day old at that point. Upon her reporting that, they gave you antibiotics, a jab in each thigh, and then you were fine after all of that. So we finally got to bring you home, but your head was all shaved with only patches of hair here and there. You wore hats and bonnets for a very long time, and you had to sleep sitting up a whole month strapped in an infant seat. It was quite a rough start. Plus, not only couldn't I hold you or touch you, I couldn't bring you home for a whole week. I went to visit and be there every single day, but I had to go home at night, which was so hard to do. I was kept over the first night after you were born, and in the morning, when I awoke to the voices of food trays clattering and the wheels of the carts in the hallway, it all swirled into a dream of sorts. And for a moment, I was sucked back into that terrible movie. I awoke with my heart racing, and then our lives began. And <laughs> here's Becky. <laughs> Welcome to episode 33, bitches. <laughs> so do you, before I go into who is Becky, which I'm pretty sure y'all have kind of figured it out by now. Um, do you guys have any questions or comments in regards to my mom's story about, uh... No, it just explains a lot now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um... It's crazy. What's the word? I'm it's crazy, like crazy how because different, like, each one of our stories you're is. 11 mm-hmm. years before me, mm-hmm. so, like, your mom's story compared to my mom's story, and then even you, you know, you're 10 years younger than me, and... 20 years younger than her. Ironically, my mother just texted me uh, roughly 14 minutes ago, and I'm I'm reading it. She says, my homework assignment is on Messenger. Hope it was okay. So clearly she didn't read my comments to her on there. Mm -hmm. Um, People in the delivery room were your sperm donor, and I really can't remember if Lorraine, which was his mother, and my parents came in during labor or not. I think maybe, but it was brief if they did. So that's just ironic that she's chiming in right this very minute as we've just finished the story that she wrote. But yeah, um, so actually I'm, I'm really glad that you all kind of started this project on talking about your Abby, you led led the the ring here with starting with your mom's labor story with you. Um I don't know that I would have thought to do that per se. Yeah, I I well, it's about us. So I figured start <laughs> no, from the beginning. That was, that, that was <laughs> actually pretty brilliant. And quite frankly, it's actually cleared up some things that I have wrong about my birthing story. Um for some reason in my head, I thought I was a month overdue. Um yeah, I think I remember you. Yeah, exactly. That. But it was two weeks. I mean, that's still like pretty overdue. Yeah. Well, actually, according to that, it was two weeks before her, before her due date. Yeah. Oh, uh, before so her due yeah. date. So I'm, oh, I'm confused about okay. that because for all my years, <laughs> shut the fuck up, <laughs> is I've been thinking I was like close to a month overdue. So. <clears throat> my mother But I feel like I've heard your mom say, say you that were a too, month right. too. Right. So I don't know. My mother's not one to um make up false stories. Yeah. Now is she falling into old age? She's listening to this, she will fucking kill me. 
She is now old. She's younger than I am. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> so now I understand why they, when the saying is, um, eat shit and die, because you literally can. Mm-hmm. And that's my first meal yeah, my of first my life. My first assumption when you said that was, <laughs> oh, maybe you swallowed some amniotic fluid. And usually that can make you not really want to eat. And, like, if you do eat, you'll, like, spit up because you're spitting up the fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hard time to actually pass, like, actually go to the bathroom and stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we'll never know. And, and I'm thankful I'm here. I hope others that know me, I'm sure there's some that I've passed through that are like, but that's because I'm real and... I don't sugarcoat things. So. You don't take no shit no more. <laughs> no, 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 no. And we'll get into those middle school things where I was a patsy. That shit don't happen. A what? A patsy? A patsy. I don't know. Well, you can just roll me over and, oh, it's oh. okay. I'll let you treat me like shit. No. Like a pussy. Oh! <laughs> raunchy! Raunchy! Sometimes raunchy moms. Um... Yeah, so I don't know where may I was going with that. May or may not be drinking. May, I, I may or may not be drinking. Look, yeah, Jen's joining me. Abby's not. No. No, she not wishes. Yet. She wishes. She wishes. <laughs> Got a few more months. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to kind of like just go all over the map with mine. You guys went in chronological That's order. Fine. I want to be kind I of a little crazy. I probably should have went. All over the map because it probably would have made more sense, especially in my head. Because I was like, damn, I forgot I wanted to say this and I forgot I wanted to say this. And if I just did it, how it popped in my head, I probably would have remembered everything. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, and that happens too, like when we're doing our mom stories and stuff. I would like to say to our, did I say it already? Our girl from Dallas, Texas. I know I talked to you ladies about it. We concentrated so much on her volcano <laughs> that we didn't actually imagine the kid running around the house naked <laughs> like Kevin from home alone. And that is an image I really don't want to see. And I think her name was Michelle. I would have to... Oh, do you hear the pages flipping? I'm going back in my notes, Michelle. Well, damn. Episode 30... 30. And Michelle from Dallas, Texas. So, if you're listening, we apologize that we uh, concentrated on your ass and what it was producing, other than <laughs> than your son. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But I, all of a sudden, was like, wow. He's running around the house naked, going, Mommy's a volcano! <laughs> so, there, <laughs> there is, can you picture that, that? Yeah. Wonky donkey. <laughs> so, regardless if it's us talking about ourselves, commenting on, on our uh, listener stories, whatever, there's there's times we have misspoke. There's times that we wish we could back, go back and wish I would have said that. I do that in my daily freaking life. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what makes Becky, bitchin' Becky... Uh, do you guys want to start with any questions that you've geared for me, or would you like me? I don't have questions. <laughs> you go. I'll save questions for the end. That's because they already know me so fucking well. 
<laughs> well, all right. Um, so I'm going to, I would like to think I'm going to bounce around. Who knows? I'll probably end up going in order. But uh, being that my mother mentioned my biological father, my sperm donor, uh, it's really unfortunate. He was a very abusive man. Um, I guess I kind of picked up on that at a young age because I do have memories of him before the age of five. I'm, I'm going to say I was probably four or five that those memories are strong. So he had a recliner chair that when put in the reclining position was a very kind of tight squeeze to get around the foot of it and down the hallway. And whether I did or did not do something right or wrong, it was a game that he liked to play as to whether or not I was going to get kicked on my way by. Mm. And he wore cowboy boots, I guess, which is weird because we really weren't in Cowboy Central. Um, but they had, they were hard and they were fairly pointy at the front and they fucking hurt. And he would laugh every single time whether I had done something wrong, which I was actually a really good kid, believe it or not. <laughs> Sometimes things change. You were a good kid, but you were a bad teenager. Facts. <laughs> um, well... Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So anyway, he, um, I don't know. There's something not right with that man. The unfortunate thing is, like, I don't know. I, I guess you could kind of say I kind of worshipped him, and maybe it's because there was the fright, but I didn't realize it then. I realize it now as an adult. Well, like, and plus a young girl always wants to please their dad, their yeah. dad always looks up. Dad, I think so. That type of bond yeah. between a daughter and a son. Um, um, I'll daughter. just kind of fast Talk forward <laughs> through him because he honestly does not deserve the time or day to be recognized, whether it's in good or in bad. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so they split when I was five. He was packing up his uh, pickup truck that had one of them campers that sat on the bed. Mm -hmm. And we had gone camping. And I, where are you going, Daddy? Oh, I'm going camping. Can I go with you? No, I'll be back in a couple days. I never came back. However, so it's like a saying, I'm going to run out for milk. And yeah. you're right. And um, now, mind you, whatever went on with their divorce and the courts and whatever, it was said that I was supposed to go with him every weekend. And I do remember being, you know, set up and, you know, in New York in the cold weather and I would have my jacket and. Mm -hmm. you're right. And my mug, my mug. <laughs> <laughs> Your jacket and. My mug is my face. That, that goes with me everywhere. Um, my, like, mittens, my jacket, my mother would have me set up by the door in hopes that she didn't have to deal with them. So one of two things would happen. I would stand there and wait for hours. I mean, hours. And he would never show up. Um, or he would show up, push me out of the way, chase her through the living room, down the hallway, in the bedroom, I would just hear a ton of screaming. Trigger warning. He would do whatever it was he would do. I'm sorry. Yes, trigger warning. My apologies to you listeners that may have experienced the same thing. Um, I would hear it, and then he would come back and grab me. And then nine times out of ten would drop me off at his mother's house. And then pick me back up just to bring me home and 
possibly do the same thing to my mother again. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm not trying to laugh at what I just said. Something funny happened here, but we're not recording, you know. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, now the weirdest thing is that there were some good memories. Like, Jennifer, you had mentioned Disney. They took me to Disney, and I think I was a little bit older than seven. I feel like I was more like nine or ten, but I also don't really remember. Um, my biggest memory of Disney was putting my hands through the shackles and my head through that head thing and, mm-hmm. like, getting a picture with that. Other than that, I really don't remember anything there, but it was my mom and my... I'm sorry, my dad and my stepmother, and that was their Christmas gift to me, and they had took me, but... Um, you know, I spent weekends there. There were a lot of good times, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, I feel like, just as many bad. He's just, he's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So, um, that kind of leads into me with my threes. And some might think it's sadistic that I even follow the three number at this point. But I feel like, so I just mentioned about my mother. She will go out of her way to continue to do good for anyone and everyone at all times. Whereas this man that helped provide the sperm to make Rich and Becky um, is just, his motto is look out for number one with the middle finger raised in the air. Mm -hmm. And based upon the two of them, um, I am me, and I have turned 666 into 333, which makes me evil angel. I'm only half evil. I'm not 666. I'm a little bit of both. And, I, and I'm and i more towards... Oh, you guys might beg to differ. I'd like to think <laughs> I'm more towards the angel part because I'm not an evil person. Like, I don't set out to maliciously, vindictively... No harm somebody like I would never just purposefully put hurt in someone's life Mm -hmm. the evil part of me is because I like like the creepy and the haunted and that kind of thing she just does not like to get scared she loves the creepy and the haunted but don't punch in the face (laughs) (laughs) which if you guys listen to previous episodes we talked about that eventually and I'm pretty sure, did we put post the picture of her crying? I think yeah, so. Yeah, you, put, yeah, you post the couple's picture, I think. I was crying because I was drunk. And they kicked me out, and it wasn't fair. The bitch scared me. I can't help my knee-jerk reactions to <laughs> be getting scared. <laughs> they should have some sort of disclaimer outside. You're not they supposed do. to drink. I know! <laughs> yeah, they, they also did. tell you not to touch the character. I know, <laughs> and you broke all the rules. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, uh, it's fun. Do you know what Abby told us the other day, listeners? Guess what? I was having another yard sale. Shocker! I know. <laughs> but I'm not buying something from one. I'm having one. What I just bought because I'm like, wait, I don't need this. But anyway, Abby proceeds to come over with Riker as usual, and Jen comes over. And apparently, Abby and her man AJ were talking about me. And I guess, well, how did that go? AJ says something like I was funny or whatever. And you said, 
Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what we were Wait, talking I about. Wait, I missed this. No, you were standing right there because then we started talking about, Can I? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I said, yeah. Oh, I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> you are positive. She's got poop. <laughs> All right, well, sorry about that. Now that sorry. she pooped. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> God, we are back. Anyway, <laughs> we, we never really left because it's not like they just sat here in silence for 10 minutes. Whatever. Anyway, to go back to, I guess, what we were talking about was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode you've all been waiting for. <laughs> so, I don't know what got us on the topic, but we were talking about Becky and something about her being funny, when, she, especially when she oh. drinks. That and it's, it's a, a venture with her. Well, Anytime yeah, but you go out. and I was like later part. I said, yeah, going out with her is funny and fun, <laughs> but it's also like you, you gotta watch because you never know what's gonna happen. And needless to say, it's always an adventure because <laughs> you can't really take her out because it's like yes, yeah, you can, you can, but you gotta be cautious. I can act professional and I had to put you in a corner. <laughs> That was not my fault, and you know it. But you were involved, so I had to put you in the corner. And there I am, always in trouble. <laughs> even if I'm, even if I show off my wedding ring, I got put in a corner. And then before Becky pees her pants on, <laughs> then she was talking about a kitty story. <laughs> we were at a breakfast place, kitty! and we were eating breakfast nicely in a little booth, and in she a little saw booth of a packed restaurant. Yeah, packed. packed. And she saw a cat and all of a sudden yells, Kitty! <laughs> over and over and over. And that's just like the example. And I'm pretty sure she wasn't drinking at that time. She no. was not. No. So it's like, that's just a little example of going out with her on, a, on these adventures. I had to apologize that she was not all there. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. I am so all there. The funny thing is, is when we went outside, she started yelling and running down the freaking <laughs> sidewalk looking for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, I grab the bull by the horns and I ride it. This is like wake up and do a little jig, which, you know, supposedly I'm totally and permanently disabled now and unable to perform or pursue I just appointment. Think she likes to, if she noticed that you're embarrassing somebody, she will do it more. You like yep. the. Oh, yeah, like because so quite like, yes. frankly, when I said, Kitty, Jennifer went with a full mouth of food, opened her mouth about, let it roll out her bottom lip. <laughs> she was shocked. Like, looked, really looked at me that? and the rest of the people in the restaurant. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's on. Kitty! I would have died laughing. I would have died. And I kept it up. I guess I'm a little bit of an instigator. And when I say the apple. You're also the. Most immature out of the three of us. Yep. <laughs> well, okay. All right. So we're going to, we're jumping off the biological father. Like you said, he doesn't deserve talk. Okay. So, where is it? <laughs> we may or may not be drinking. Oh, Becky's buttons. Push them, push them. So, um, 
we're going to go to nursery school now. I'm going to spit my drink out. Kind of like, Which I've like, done with you. Yes. <laughs> all over the inside of my and car. I've done it while we were recording. And you, yes, you left stands on our journal. She left stands on the inside of my car. It's my turn to spit. John's a lucky man. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Alrighty then, and that's how Preschool. it's done. So yeah, nursery school is what it was called for me in those days. And the only thing I remember, and I don't even remember it in the moment. I remember it because there is a photo that has, my mother was really good about writing notes and placing photos in the baby books, unlike the rest of us here. <laughs> And um, I believe there's even the still, there's still the ribbon that goes with it. I was voted. What do you guys think I was voted in nursery school? Most class clown? Most talkative! Abby <laughs> wins! Ding, 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 ding! Yay, Abby! Yes, most talkative. I had this, you know, like, cardboard graduation hat on and, like, this cardboard gown, like, hospital gown, but cardboard. And... <laughs> It's a silent laugh from Abby over there. Why are they putting you in cardboard? I don't know. Cardboard box Man, that they drew. That's what it on. looks like. It was. It was. It was softer cardboard. You should it have your bad. mom send a picture of it so you could post it. Fucking they, Abby with her silent laugh. Did they do the dunce cap for you guys? <laughs> Not to me. I was very smart. So I. <laughs> No, I never got the dunce cap. I was actually the teacher. Was it a thing? I don't know. Was it a thing for you? <laughs> Not in my time. She's asking back in your day. I don't remember a dunce cap, no. Right. Oh. Well, moving on. Um... <laughs> My, I was actually, I, I would like to think a really good kid. I know I was very smart. I was, um, my mother had actually taught me so well that when I was in kindergarten, they wanted to advance me to the first grade because in kindergarten, not only did I know my ABCs, capital and lowercase, my numbers to God only knows what, but I could speak my numbers to a hundred in French. Don't ask me. I can get to three. Un, deux, trois. Um, see, three. 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 Trois. You're a trois. I, yeah, I'll smack you in the trois. <laughs> oh, God damn. This is going to be like five hours. <laughs> Look, you want an hour? 31. Jen went two hours. 32. Will she go three hours? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're only at nursery school. Look, I am not going in. You guys were like, oh, and this friend, I don't remember their name. But <laughs> I've got a few years on you guys, so I'm going to try and fast forward to where I get to the threes being important. Now, when I already just kind of touched base on that, saying my father and my mother, that didn't come into fruition for me until 
I was probably mid-20s about him being such, like, a sadist and her just being, I mean, she really, she really is just pure wonderfulness. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate thing is that she is constantly, if it weren't for bad luck, she would have no luck at all. And I mean this in all seriousness. I know people are biased about their families, their mothers, their their bloodlines, uh, for the most part. I I just, I've watched my mother and I'm like, freaking speak up, say something. And she just doesn't. And, and, but even things that she shouldn't have to speak up about, like just terrible shit fucking happens to her. Mm-hmm. And as you avid listeners know, we've had Brie um, on the program for our special Halloween episode. And she's helped us touch base with some of the spiritual uh, type things. And I've had some private conversations with Bree um, where I asked if maybe there was a possibility she could speak with my mom over the phone or uh, with my mom on one of her visits when she comes, if my mother felt comfortable enough in doing so. And um, Bree basically, just in a nutshell of a briefing about things that have gone on traumatically wise with my mom, uh, has said along the lines of, like, you know, what did your mother do in a past life that she's paying for it now? And again, we all have different beliefs on why is, and you know, okay, so God only gives you so much you can handle, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So where where does this all lie down with her? I don't know. Um, I just know that I learned from her, whether she wants to admit it or not, that... I will have a backbone, and I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm sure somebody shot a Captain freaking Morgan. <laughs> and then put some fireball spin on that, and really got it. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to talk a little bit about my stepfather and my stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel there are a lot of who is Becky. Uh, so, my stepfather... <laughs> He's only 10 years older than I am. Uh, He came into my life when I was seven. He was 17. He was just a kid himself. So, but he's, he's been wonderful. Like, there's the saying that anybody can be a father. It takes a lot to be a daddy. Mm -hmm. And you girls both know that with having children with other men. And now the man that you're with now, who's stepping in and taking care of the child or children that you've brought into this world. Mm-hmm. And you can tell who is meant to be there and who isn't. <clears throat> and that is, was and is my stepdad. Um, the thing of it is, for him, because my father was still in the picture, although in a ridiculous fashion, he was there when he wanted to be. Port mm-hmm. said he had to be, he was there when he wanted to be. So I don't feel that my stepdad had the feeling that he could really step in and either offer guidance or discipline or whatever. He was kind of like in limbo. Um, He was also young. And right. And young. Like, I mean, I won't go into history. (laughs) Um, There's there's so much. Um, My stepmother. I love her. Well, 
So she wasn't so loved at the beginning, including by me. Um, I don't know if this was before or after my parents had separated and or divorced, but I know my mother woke me up in the middle of the night and bundled me up in the cold fall or winter of New York. <clears throat> and we went on a very long road trip from door to door trying to find my sperm donor and ended up finding him. But he stepped out of the way and let her come in, and she put a beating on my mother, which my mother doesn't need. And I, my mother drove a Trans Am at the time, and I hid under the dashboard, like, shaking to death. I remember my, who was, or then became my stepmother, had ripped, like, an earring out of my mother's ear, and then she called the cops on my mom for trespassing, and it was just a very scary thing. And I want to say I was between, like, five and seven. I would not advise if your man is cheating on you to drag your kids out of bed. Yeah. Deal with it. And, yeah, you might want to catch them in the act. And, and again, my mom's not that person to, like, go face that kind of, like... That could be why, though. What? Like, her interactions with your sperm donor with confronting him could be why she's, everybody started walking over. I'm, I mean, I know she was always nice. But I'm saying why it got worse to the point where. No, because she let she led a very sheltered childhood. Um, she was actually the good one. And she has a brother who's. Just saying. Um. She wasn't allowed to drive her bicycle out of the road at the age of 17. Very sheltered. Hmm. Meets my biological father, who was um, more street smart. And he basically said, hey, it can't happen standing up, and here I am. Kind of thing. Um, But anyway, my stepmother, actually, I would like to move on to the cool part of it. Um, She did, wasn't my stepmother at that point in time, did become so... um, they were the <clears throat> Harley Davidson riding, you know, tattoo wearing, uh, stereotypical, if you will. Um, my father fits the bill. My stepmother, meh. She was a bartender at the time. My father met her, um, which was another thing. If my father couldn't drop me off at his mother's house, he would bring me to a local watering hole with him and set me up with a bowl of pretzels or pickled eggs. And uh, and another like a cup of quarters at a pinball machine, and and then of course gambling problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Cha ching, yeah. Um, But no, my stepmother is actually really cool. So I'm gonna fast forward. I was like 19, and my father and stepmother separated ways. Okay, I was going to ask, are they still together? No. Um, and she voided me out of her life for 19 years. Mm-hmm. I was 19, and at age 36, she searched me out on Facebook, which had just pretty much started up. I think it was like 2009. And she said she told me the only reason she joined Facebook was in hopes to find me and to make amends. And she has. It still stings because there was many moments in my young adulthood life that there were things that she taught me 
So, you know, good, bad, or indifferent about my sperm donor. And, you know, she was more on the harsher side where my my stepfather, who I call my dad these days, he I call him Mike, but when I refer to them, they're my parents. Mm-hmm. Okay? But there were so many things I wish I could have talked to her about. And knowing they're alive and you can't talk to them. Yeah. For one reason or another, her reason was... You and your grandmother disgust me because when I look at you, I see him. So we're done. <laughs> really? You've been in my life since I was five and now you're just cutting me out at 19? Like, it's very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 36, when I saw the message come across, I was really reluctant to accept it because I didn't know if I was setting myself up for a fall or not. Um, but I am also the type of person where I'm pretty daring. And... Again, with the words good, bad, or indifferent, um, I guess curiosity kills the cat. In this case, it did not. I have an excellent relationship with her. Um, We talk on the phone frequently. We visit when we can. Again, she's in New York. I haven't been back since 2019, but she's paid for me to come home and spend Christmas there. And um, She's the one that I talked about on an episode at Christmas time that sent a box full goddamn cash through, yeah. you know, and I had to sign for it and pick it up explicitly at gunpoint, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have multiple beings of who I am because of those four individuals. So my parents initially, my biological mother and father, and then you branch off to the stepfather who was young and learning himself and the baby of five. And a stepmother who had already been married, I think, three times before my father. Had a daughter of her own um, that she actually didn't raise. They She rekindled with her own daughter at the age of 16. I don't really know that story. It's not mine to tell without permission. Um, they are in contact now and have been. She's got wonderful grandsons and now great-grandchildren uh, from those boys. Uh, which are her grandsons. Um, But I also remember, like, Christmases. It was like, okay, so I'm going with my mom's side of the family. Oh, stepdad's side of the family. Oh, father's side of the family. Oh, stepmother's side of the family. I was pulled in a million directions, and it was kind of great because there was presents everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm an only child, so cha-ching. But it was also... Chaotic? Very and maybe that's why you don't like chaos now i don't know because i welcomed chaos in my early 20s and 30s and now i'm like oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> my school day is the only thing i really want to talk about that i don't want to go into <clears throat> specific relationships and so but so i'm going to start um in relation to abby you had stated about having, I believe, you were an, an infant, an el- <laughs> an elementary school uh, friend that was. You were like, <laughs> oh yeah, apparently too good for. Yeah. <laughs> um, that didn't exactly happen with me. Apparently, from what I understand, my friend Danielle um, were not, my sister. not your, not Jen's sister, a total di- different Danielle. <clears throat> uh, we were not 
we were elementary school friends, but we went to separate elementary schools. And I think I talked about that too, that our elementary schools, did I ever talk about that? It was one big building where it was one, one school hallway, same building, another elementary school hallway, same building, and then the middle school and both elementary schools filtered into that middle school. And it was all on the same site. Weird. That is weird. So I didn't talk about that? The only time those two elementary schools actually were together, interacted, yes, was on the playground. And even then, there were separate playgrounds. Yet they were in sight. There was no fence to block them off. So this girl, Danielle, it turns out, like, I knew her on the playground and we put it together her father and my father grew up next to each other, were the best men in each other's wedding, and introduced our mothers to each other. And my mother watched her and her little brother as we were young. Mm-hmm. So even before elementary school, we already knew one another. Mm-hmm. We <clears throat> then only interacted on the occasion we'd meet at recess. And then come middle school, we got tight again. High school, we were tight little bit after and then life just takes you away yeah um i look at friendships real down to earth honest to good friendships like a cat toy Kitty! <laughs> uh your cat toy gets swept under the couch and you you try and fish it out and you just can't get it back like it's just out of reach and all of a sudden, you move the couch in a vacuum, and you dust off the dust bunnies, and you pick off and play like you never left off, right? So that's how me and Danielle were, like, over and over and over again through the years. And um, So I didn't really have a... That's just my my earliest friendship, I guess you would, could say. So then trying to relate to Jennifer with what you said about um Kristen, Kristen Lori. and Lori or Laurel Lori. <clears throat> punching each other or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I had a Michelle and a Sonia <clears throat> and they were not sisters. And they knew each other before they knew me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, at the age of nine, my mother decided to enter me in the Saratoga County fair queen competition mm-hmm. and I won my age division for whatever reason our middle schools had gotten together in gym class right before we were due to go into the sixth grade with one another and it was pretty recent that I had won that title <clears throat> as Miss Saratoga County Fair Queen for my age division well somehow that made me a slut <laughs> at the age of nine <laughs> I go into the sixth grade and I've got this girl, Sonia, calling me a slut. I'd never even been kissed. <laughs> Not even a peck on the cheek. Well, maybe a peck on the cheek because I was a little boy crazy in the elementary school, but I wasn't a slut. And Sonia wanted to kick my ass and Michelle had met me, when, but she was closer with Sonia and Michelle broke it up. <clears throat> and Jen, I believe it was you, talked about... um. See the light flickering? Is that my No, I think it, it's your evil fan. You no, the listeners can't see the light flickering because we keep <laughs> promising them video, but we don't dare show them. Oh my god. It's flickering, folks. That's because Becky's talking. Oh, 
Nobody can hear you. Episode. <laughs> Episode. Three, three, three. The light is flickering. You added one too many threes. I did not. You said three, three, three. This is thirty-three. Yep. Not three, yeah, three, but three. she's talking about her threes. Good gravy. Can we turn that off? Sure. We'll we'll go no. over to this. How are you doing? Oh. <laughs> Chad, how was your day? I don't know. This is your episode. Yeah, but I still want your input. Abby, do you care to share with me? No. No. I drove to... North Carolina. <laughs> you did what? I drove... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, yep. Yes. Yes. We're back. Okay. We had the invasion of the husbands and the chipmunks. I have no idea what's going on. Alright, so we're moving on. Michelle saved my ass from Sonia because Sonia thought I was a slut. But then... She said, well, just because of Michelle, I'll uh, leave you alone for today. And then she hooked up with some other psycho bitch, Andrea, who we are now friends as well. And Andrea jabbed a pencil in my face while I was sitting on one of them. Do you remember those, like, rec... Did you guys have those, like, rectangle triangle? Yep. <laughs> rectangle triangles? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get you wet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, yeah, so long story short of it is all of these women I'm still friends with. Even though Sonia and Andrea wanted to kick my ass, Andrea shoved a pencil, broke the lid off in my cheek. I sat there scared stiff. Michelle, they weren't going to touch her. She was like one of the most popular people ever. And that was in sixth grade. And then her and I kind of like rocked it out from there. She she actually just called me not too long ago and texted me and was like, so I'm showing my son our yearbook at the age we were, at the age he is now. And she's like, I told him all about my friendship with you. Her and I were really, we were best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, matching freaking Reebok high tops, matching guest watches, and actually they weren't matching. She got mad because I wanted a black one. She had a white, yes. Surprise, surprise. Right! Because I didn't get the matching white one, it was a big problem, and then my stepmother told her she was a selfish little bitch. (laughs) Yes, why do you... Um... That being said, <laughs> yes, Jen might be drinking too. Abby, to about. oh wait, look, I might be double fisted. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, just saying, so yeah, I agree with Jen and Abby, I believe, said that like middle school is probably the scariest, but also where you make your stand um, <clears throat> on your real friendships. And I'm going to say that loosely mm-hmm. because I am the older one. I am not, although I might be the most immature one, I am not. I do not like drama. Mm-hmm. I do not sugarcoat things. I will tell you what I mean and I mean what I say. Um, look, I, I'm not as hard-ass as I sound. Like, yeah, I put... Don't let her lie to you. No, I put on that good... 
that good, like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm real and I am real. There are people that intimidate me. There are people I step back to. Who are these people? Because I would really like to know. Yeah, you're, you've been with me a lot. I haven't <laughs> stepped back to many, have I? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Those must have been in my dreams. Maybe, because <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you back down to someone. You're willing to take your earrings out <laughs> and fucking throw down. By the way, I don't wear earrings. I mean, I do, but they're studs. I ain't worried about pulling them bitches out. <laughs> Just saying. No, you're right. Oh, my mom's so proud. <laughs> it was the exorcist. See, man. my hair's going up in a ponytail. Yep, she's ready to stand by me. Abby was already prepared. She, if you know you're hanging out with me, your hair better be in a ponytail to begin with because it's about to get yanked. Um. Anyway... There are some very important high school friendships, and I'm not going to go into all those extra details of, like, accidents and pit parties. Do you guys know what a pit party is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did we talk about knowing what a beer ball was? A beer ball? Yeah. Beer ball. Oh, yeah. We did. Because, yeah, it was on the earlier episode where she said romper, or she goes romping. romping. We had no idea what the fuck it Don't was. Don't pee yourself. <laughs> Don't spit either. I got this as well. <laughs> I wish we were recording. You poor listeners, we just keep you hanging by a thread. I and I bet you by the time we start recording, we'll all be fucking duds. We'll just be sitting here because we have <laughs> fucking stage know, fright. Because you know watching us. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching me. Can it be? I'll keep my day job. I can't <laughs> sing. So what is it with this beer ball? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ball of beer, and you tap it like a keg, and it's literally just like a, what, five gallon? More than that. I don't even know. That was the thing. When I was in high school, we would get somebody that was old enough to buy beer, and we would get a beer ball instead of a keg. And we would go to what we called a pit party. We would just find like an open piece of land and set up shop. Start a fire. All ride our cars. Ride our cars. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I told my mom, I was going dancing one night. And I it was my first car. I had started driving. And... <laughs> This is how much my mother doesn't. You're fine. It's you just quit like, touching my stuff. I know you love me, but you don't need to put your scent oh all over everything. <laughs> Go ahead. My mother. This is so much so that my mother, she doesn't say anything. And my mother used to leave notes because, of course, you know, we didn't have phones and text on the other back then. <laughs> Yeah, why did it turn all hick all of a sudden? Because it seems so long ago, back when we were turning butter and stuff. <laughs> Hold on, John. Damn it. She's got pee again. I got pee. We'll be back momentarily. Quickest pee ever done seen. I turned to butter while I was at it. <laughs> Now, in all seriousness, so yeah, pit parties would just show up wherever, 
And your mother left notes. My mother left notes because she was non-confrontational and unlike myself. And I woke up to a note. A, you haven't done the dishes in three days. <laughs> and B, I didn't know dance clubs were in the middle of a field. I'm like, what the, how the, I look outside of my entire car, the undercarriage, the, the, the antenna up top, everything is covered in field grass. And it wasn't from where I drove down into the pit party. It was because, yeah, I was smoking then. Although I lied. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, I tell the truth now. Um... I was like, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but my cigarettes. So I took a turn really wide and my cigarettes rolled across the dashboard and onto the passenger floor. And as I was taking the turn, I reached for them and I ended up in in the field behind with a Chevy Chevette <laughs> little boxcar thing. Fortunately, I made it back on the road with my cigarettes in my hand. I made it home, but it was the telltale sign that. I didn't go dancing. I mean, I may have danced. And the fact that she just wrote you a note about it instead of talking to you about it. Right. Well, when she got home from work, I had already removed <laughs> the lawn ornaments, if you will. <laughs> if you will. <clears throat> and I said, what do you mean? You didn't know dance clubs were in the middle of a field. I was like, it's the new thing. Like, oh I was, God. like, mismanipulative. I don't even remember what happened, but... That was kind of around the point my stepfather did start stepping in, mm -hmm. um, where so much so that he like took the license plates off of my car and would park his truck in so tight to my vehicle that even if I tried to do, it would have to have been a 99 point turn mm -hmm. to get out of there. And even then I would have been lucky. There was no way I was leaving. But I was one of those persistent kids where they would ground me and I'd be like, does that mean I can't go? Are you sure I can't go? Uh, you're annoying. Can I go? <clears throat> oh, until yeah, they until go. they let me. <laughs> and I would push her. And that's one of the things that I've said to my mother in this day and age, like my age that I am now with my own daughter. Um, she's like, I never had parental control over you. Number one, unfortunately... <clears throat> excuse me, my mother had to work three jobs to support, help support our family. So I, unfortunately, if you will, I mean, it was fortunate and unfortunate in the same sense. I look back memory-wise, I don't have a lot of really... More in there than I thought. Jennifer might or might not be refilling her drink, smelling it, sniffing it, sucking it through a straw... How was how it? <laughs> so, Do you know um, what you're hitting? Yeah, kiss. Okay. <laughs> okay. They wear earbuds. I don't. Becky's buttons are memorized. Would you like to go for a dance? No. Would you like to have some of my... Oh! Yes. <laughs> yes. Have some of my... 
Oh, wait, that would be Jennifer. Alrighty. Continue. <laughs> we may or may not be drinking. I have to take a sip. Hang on. Hang on. Pee. Oh, no, Olaf more. fucked me up last night. I can't find my straw. My- <laughs> She's not snorting cocaine. She's drinking Evan Williams. Whiskey. Yep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, I've officially swallowed. All right, I would like to dedicate this episode to Abby's man, AJ, (laughs) because before we started recording, he said, I haven't seen you in a while. You want a shot? Well, yeah. (laughs) Jennifer was poured one, and she was forcefully. And then I threw out my cup, so I couldn't get any more. We have cups. No, she could have had more. I don't like fireball. No more. It makes me... Walk across fires. Throw up. So that, is that one drink that I can't drink no more because I drank it too much and walked across too many fires. <laughs> I'm still down that. with the sickness when it comes to Fireball. I was a Goldschlager fan. Um, but anyway, yeah. So AJ primed me for this episode inadvertently. I did bring some alcoholic beverages. When we tell you we may or may may not be drinking, we're being real. We also need to drink enough for Abby because she can't drink right now. We may or may not have a drinking problem that other people say, (laughs) oh, are you okay? Yes, I'm freaking okay. I'm recording a show. (laughs) (laughs) If, If you were, if Abby recorded us, Miss Tech over here. You see, sometimes my is an energy drink. Yeah. Figure it out. I may be psycho with or without alcohol. <laughs> One day you'll find out. We're just keeping you on the hook. Reeling you in. So. <laughs> you don't even know where you're at right now. No. Because we talked about the parties, beer bowls. You were, you. Big balls. Your stepdad made sure that you couldn't get out. Yep, couldn't get out. And you were an annoying child that would constantly. (laughs) (laughs) They'd finally say, you know what, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so yeah, I was an annoying child when I was being punished because I would push, 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 be like, so does that mean I can't? And then I'd walk away. They'd tell me no. So does that really mean I can't? Like, am I done being grounded yet? Like, really, I can't? They'd give in all the time. You're going to give in. I'm going to keep pushing. And so... Huh. (laughs) So where are we going next? All right. I will back up a little bit. So from middle school to high school, like, and elementary school, all the way through, like, I was a really good kid, as far as school was concerned. Mm-hmm. I was smart. I was ahead of the game the entire time. Um, I don't think I even finished the kindergarten thing. Not only the French thing, but I could write in cursive already at kindergarten. 
But my mother did not allow them to move me up a grade because she was afraid there might be just one tiniest thing in the switch that I might miss that would put me that much further backwards. Mm -hmm. So through all of my school years... And also, even with those things, you might be academically advanced, but it's socialized among your peers. Yeah. However, I do... Looking back from what I know and have heard, like, remembered, I do believe I was socially there as well. Like, I was that kid that I was the teacher's pet. I was ahead of the game academically as well as socially. I was also already there with the puppy love. Like, remember this one guy? And I'm sorry if I'm using your name on here, but I'm gonna. It was Kenny Carlini. In elementary school, and he lived in a development behind where I was. And although it wasn't necessarily connected, I could skip a couple yards to get there. But, you know, you weren't really let go to do that. But somehow or another, because we were in the same grade, I don't think we were in nursery school, but we were in elementary school together. And we were allowed to play together, but it was like he was kissing Kenny is what. He was called, but he didn't want to kiss me. He wanted to kiss my mom. So <laughs> like that song, Stacy's mom has got well, it going yes, on. C- precisely. My mother was the hot mom of the school. She was young. She was good looking. But here's the thing. It's, it's just so funny because her personality and her looks just don't, didn't and don't match. Even to this day, my mother drives a sports car. She listens to... Her hard rock or heavy metal, not like death metal, but like old school Metallica and and like corn and stuff like that. Like that's my mom's thing. She doesn't do drugs. She doesn't smoke cigarettes. Drinking is like a minimal. It's like a glass of wine or I mean shit. When she used to go to bars, it was (laughs) what her parents gave her when she was sick. It was like freaking ginger brandy with a side of goddamn milk. And that's what she would order at the bar. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so I had the puppy love thing going on. And then middle school, same thing. There was a couple of guys and it was it was puppy love. Like I I was stars from the beginning about boys. Um high school, I ended up dating, I went into my freshman year, I dated a senior. And he was what I referred to then as a long-haired hippie freak. So for me, he, like, introduced me to Megadeth. And Metallica I already knew through my mom. But um, that's where you guys in your previous episodes, 31 and 32, talked about smoking pot in your first times. And I joined in and said 14. And that was the age. And it was because of him uh, his name is Sheldon, and not to be confused with that show. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that, I love that show, but he was so not that Sheldon. The, this guy, long hair, blonde. Oh. Penny. Oh, yeah. Penny. Like, <laughs> no, that show's not on wood at first, but yes, yes, the OCD thing. Penny. Penny. Oh, but wait a minute. That's three. Wasn't his roommate? Wasn't him Sheldon? No, wait, his name is Sheldon. (laughs) God damn it. 
His roommate's name is Leonard. Yeah. Leonard, correct. And Penny. And Leonard and was dating Raj Penny. and other dark dude. <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah, he wasn't a dark dude. He was one of the... Hippie dudes. Hothead dude. So here's me in ninth grade, like, already going in with advanced credits, smart as can be, in the popular crowd. I've already, in middle school, been in volleyball and dance committee and basketball and every cross-country running, like, everything you can think of leading into high school. I'm one of those popular people. Mind you, I perceive myself, if any of my high school, elementary, or middle school friends are listening, and I did you wrong in any way, I am truly sorry. In my perception, I don't think that I did. Um, I do personally believe that I was friends with what were known as the scumbags, what were known as the potheads, the jocks, the preps, the, the all the different cliques. I was one of those people that was friends with all of them, but I was in that popular pedestal. So, like, for instance, uh, was it freshman year or senior year? Senior year, I was on homecoming court, voted into that. Um, Prom, I wasn't. Michelle was, who had been my friend since sixth grade. She was actually queen of the prom. Um, But anyway... That being said, I, I, there was one instance that I recall that I was a bad friend, and I feel that I learned from that. The girl's name is Paula. We are friends to this day. As a matter of fact, her, her husband and her son came and stayed here with us over a weekend about a year ago. And again, thank God to social media in one way, <clears throat> because we can pick up that dusty cat toy and play with it for a weekend and throw it back under the couch until the next time. Um, Paula would limp around the school. And I will admittedly say I was one of those kids that made fun of her. And it turns out that Paula, for whatever reason, had two dislocated hips. Mm-hmm. And had to go in for hip surgery. And I don't remember now if it was total replacements or not. But even as a child, my guilt overcame me. And I went and had my mom bring me to the hospital so I could be there for her. Apologize to her, to her face. I am like, I made serious fun of her in the hallways. Oh, look at Paula. And I and was I, always friends with the people, like, I wasn't in a clique. Yeah. I was just, like, friends with, like, I had popular friends, I had friends, but anybody that was made fun of, I actually made a point to be their friend. I think it was because of Paula <clears throat> that I ultimately became that person as well. Yeah. Um, because... And and then, I mean, again, I'm the oldest one, so we're looking in the 80s at this point that even though, bu- shut the fuck up, <laughs> even though bullying was a thing, I don't really think it was called bullying then. And if it was, it wasn't, I don't think so. 
it wasn't frowned upon as much as it is now, and it should have been. Mm-hmm. It should have been recognized a long time ago, but we've grown as a people for a very long time. Well, you also think about it. If you think back, like, bullying in our day, we didn't cry about it like they do now. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're going way out in left field, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, okay, Abby doesn't know this. So yesterday, we are pre-recording. You will hear this on Thursday. February 1st? 2nd. February 2nd. Yep, sure. It is currently Saturday, February, January 28th. <laughs> um, we are pre-recording. Yesterday, which would have been Friday, January 27th, um, Jennifer's and my daughter have gymnastics on Friday as well. My daughter comes to the house off the bus, crying her eyes out, something about her Powerade. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm not specific to Gatorade or Powerade, by the way, but cha-ching, tam-tam, advertising, love you. (laughs) I'll be your face. (laughs) (laughs) If you could see me now. Wow. Uh, the electrolytes have kicked in, and I'm flying like Superwoman. <laughs> but Brayden was all upset because apparently her teacher took her Powerade away. And if I were to get to the bottom of it through the text I sent her teacher, and of course I wasn't accusatory, because I already had an idea. And it's like, she took my Powerade, and it won't be there when I come in on money because she cleans the room. Well, good. Thank God she does. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was thirsty. Okay, are you supposed to have a drink at your table? I don't know. That's never been told to me. Bullshit. Mm. Bullshit, child. Bullshit. You can play player, but no. No. The player over here plays the game. And I don't remember what the real words are. And I must be really old. Or AJ fucked me up with some serious fireball. I don't know! But bottom line is, I texted her, and she was like, yeah, she was standing up next to her desk, taking a sip. I told her to put it away. She kept drinking it. I took it away. So I'm kind of torn with that, because if my kid is thirsty, and I have a problem getting to Braden to drink anything anyway, especially just pure water. So I found she likes this blue Gatorade, or um, I'm sorry, Powerade. And she's been sucking it down like there's no tomorrow. So if she's standing up, taking a sip of it, Like I want her to drink that. But I also don't want her to disobey the rules. Yeah, especially if she's told put away and she's ignoring the Right. Teacher. So apparently the kids are, according to what I gathered from the talks, is that they're supposed to have them set by the sink in the classroom and they're supposed to be only taken with them to the lunchroom or to P.E., not even another specials class. So before I had even gotten the answer from the teacher, I think it was before I even text the teacher was, um, you know, I assume blah, blah, blah. And pretty much that was the result from the teacher was, yeah, uh, she's not supposed to have a class. It's supposed to be set by the sink. And I told Brayden, politely ask they, permission. They probably have them set by the sink, but if they had, like, if you ask and, they, and they're not in the middle of something, that they could, they could, uh, go do it. Right. I was like, just politely raise your hand as long as you're not being disruptive. 
I understand being thirsty. I have a drink next to me constantly. And let me rephrase, non-alcoholic, most of the time, I'm one of those people. I have to have a drink next to me. It's in my car. It's next to my bed. It is with me everywhere I go. I always have a drink next to me. I just do. And I always have. Why, I don't know. My daughter, on the other hand, can go like a camel and not drink water for days. Um, so I'm torn with how I feel about that. But anyway, I don't even know where I got into that. Can you guys tell me? <laughs> I don't know why either. All right. <clears throat> well, hmm, school days. Oh, that was high school. Yeah, so pot. <laughs> pot. 420. Jennifer. Yes, I was born at 420. Garbage bag. Gar <gasps> That's what I collected as a kid. That's why I love her. Garbage pail kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said you collected garbage bags. Now I know why I love you. No wonder why. You're a garbage pail kid. Chris collected them. I had no idea what they were. I wish I still had them. I'm probably certain they might be worth money, but I keep having yard sales going. I bet you this is worth something. I look it up. I know it is, and I sell it for two bucks. So come see me at blah, 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 blah. Good luck with that. I'm sure you can figure it out if you're a true stalker anyway. <laughs> I welcome you. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Three percenters, bitches. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's where things felt. I gotta write it down because I'll remember. I go. No. We don't want to. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. Continue, Becky. All right, bye. Bye. Continue talking. Go. All right. Uh, yeah, so Pa, age 14. And you guys talked about trying it for the first time around or at that age as well. And I don't feel like it did anything for me either. Then I tried it again and oh damn. Mm -hmm. and, and the people that I was with, although on a sober level, listened to Metallica, Megadeth, Halloween. <laughs> Jennifer. When I had to write it so I wouldn't forget. Talk to us. Tell us what's going I on. I can't in that say it on air. My... Don't say it. I can't say it on air. <gasps> ah! <laughs> nope. Cannot say that on air. There with that. But I, it, it popped in my head when yep, you were talking. So sure did. I'd forget. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So um, yeah. So pot. Well, it goes worse with me because unfortunately I pushed the limit with everything, and I will. I'm going to fast forward basically through high school, college, and into my adult adult life. Like, I'm not going to go step by step with the different boyfriends and whatever, but I will tell you all in all honesty. So, Pa, I tried it 14. First time I tried it, did nothing. I did try it again. And the dudes that I was with, there was like, <laughs> like three foot fucking bongs. At where I, my, my little stature, I could not reach the bottom to light it. They had to light it. I had to stand up here and suck it and pull it. And I'm not bop talking, it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm bop, 
Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Those are Twist the TikToks that are out now with your pets. Um, and I would get high as a kite. And then they'd like put on Pink Floyd and shit. And if you're interested, if you're smoking pot and you're young and listening to this podcast and smoking pot, put on some Floyd. <laughs> and goodbye. And did you know if you put laundry soap on your walls and then turn on a black light, you can see the laundry soap, like handprints or writing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lots of trippy moments. I'm now like way out of high school and in my very first super serious relationship, <clears throat> um, live in with a guy that was from Rochester and we met, we had already graduated high school. He had came from a family wealthy enough that could have sent him anywhere. The super cool thing about him, even meeting me, he didn't know what he wanted to do other than to play football. And in the state of New York, I think there's only two or three community colleges that offered that program. So he knew he needed and wanted an education. He just didn't know what he wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. But he knew he enjoyed football. So he had come to a local community college in New York. And from my high school, there was like community college A or community college B. I was accepted to like five different colleges. But monetarily wise, my family and I couldn't afford it. Student loan or not, it wasn't happening. So I chose Community College B, which is basically in the middle of two sides of a cornfield because Community College A was my high school part two, and I wanted to get out of that. I have never, although I've been involved in the drama, I've really honestly never wanted to be a part of it, mm -hmm. whether realistically or inadvertently by somebody else pulling me in. It's not, it's not my thing. I don't want it. I want to be real. I want to be honest and truthful and and follow through with that. And it was just, I knew that from a very young age. So I went to this other community college, but that's 60 miles this way from the middle ground. Then all the people that I know and loved were partying over it at that, um, you know. College A. College A. So I would travel 60 miles this way from my house to go to College B during the day, drive back to my house, freshen up, and drive 60 miles to College A, where I wanted to avoid all those people. But then I went and partied with them. <laughs> and that's where I met my very first um, live-in, or me moving in with him, boyfriend. And he was, I don't want to say Silver Spoon, I feel he was very respectful of his family with how he chose to do college, and even so much so that he set me up where he acted as he was like this poor boy guy and was like, how would you feel if I had to apply for a food stamp? So I'm like, I liked him for who he was. I'm like, you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, whatever. Yeah. He was testing me because mm -hmm. his dad was like a big shot for Motorola. Uh, God, his stepdad, big shot for IBM. His stepmom worked for, it was a bus company, I can't remember which, and his mom also had a really big, huge job, but had retired from it and started her own, like, crafting whatever. 
I passed the test, basically. And and part of the reason he put me through the test is because there were two boyfriends before that. One of which you guys kind of heard about with the pregnancy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, episode three, Roe versus Wade. Becky has an abortion for whatever reason. Um, it took me 10 years to tell anybody. And for me to sit here on air and tell the entire world, anybody that chooses to turn in, is beyond huge. It's gut-wrenching to me this to this day. Um, I make fun of a lot of things, I think, to free myself from the shackles of reality. Um, but I was with that guy in high school, and that moved on. And the reason I'm mentioning him is the monetarial, uh, monetary thing that att- attaches to him. So after him and I split and go through that abortion and, and stress and whatever, and it wasn't that that broke us up, but, you know, just young, what have you. I met a different guy who had actually won the pick six at the horse track <laughs> and had won for a quarter of a million dollars. I ended up becoming his girlfriend. However, when I did, he was on the tail end of it where he was selling the boat, selling the Corvette, selling the house. Um, And at the same time while that was going on, the guy I had broken up with from high school had gotten some sort of a settlement, if I'm not mistaken, because he busted his knee with the college he was with for playing football or whatever. So this guy I met, as my first live-in boyfriend, had only heard, oh, she is money hungry. Mm-hmm. He got a settlement. He won the pick six. You, coming from a rich family, watch out. I still don't know to this day who would have said those things because it was just coincidental, mm-hmm. and I reaped no reward or benefit from either of those two individuals. Yeah. But this guy played it smooth, and I passed the test. Um, I was like, I like you for you. Okay, so you're poor. <laughs> Whatever. I like you. Mm-hmm. It worked out. We were together for like five years, and we got screwed up. And um, we had started in my neck of the woods. He got accepted to a college in the Syracuse area, and I moved with him. And everything was good. He went to Italy. My grandmother sent me to Italy to visit. Got my camera stolen. Either slept or was drunk most of the time. Which is really a shame because (laughs) the pictures got stolen. It wasn't, you know, digital age where I could pull them from the cloud. And I was drunk, so I don't really remember. (laughs) Um, But... Moving on from that, I ended up bartending and I took a really bad fork in the road and did some things. I was very green behind the ears. Like, I think bartending hardened me. I was a lot softer before then and kinder. Um, But I think it was always kind of in me. Maybe bloodline through my sadistic father with the nice side of my mom. But, I, I mean, there were things going on at the bar that went on right under my nose that I didn't see. And then all of a sudden, ooh, guess who was introduced to it? Guess who pushed it away? 
me. But then guess who said, oh, game on. And I did, you know, I, I will admittedly say it went from not just pot, but I did cocaine. And let me back up. I actually did acid at age 16. Um, I watched Roger Rabbit that day. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it, I, I laughed till I cried and cried till I laughed. That was like the best day ever. But don't do, don't do acid kids <laughs> or pot or cocaine um but yeah i i didn't i never shot myself with needles or anything um i did things i never imagined myself doing but i experienced them and i lived to tell about them and here i am <laughs> maybe not sober at the moment but it's alcohol only it's not illegal drug use and i'm very proud of mm -hmm. that um, because I think there's a lot of people that cannot yet you, it's, cocaine is very addictive. Acid, even pot for that matter, I think. Yeah, let me retract that. I don't think pot is at all. Uh, it depends. Guess I think you the, have an addictive personality. Yes, it can be. Yeah. But I don't think it's as damaging as the other two things I just mentioned. Depends. Okay. Everything has a positive and a negative to it. Facts. I mean, if you factualize it, your brain doesn't fully develop until you're age 25. So if you were to smoke pot, they don't recommend you to do it until you're that matured age. Good oh, luck, shit. America. <laughs> and the world. Yeah. <laughs> and those of you that are born at 420 with a garbage bag on your head, look out! <laughs> And those of you that eat shit on the way out, <laughs> look out. Um, anyway, blah, 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 yakety, schmackety, you know, I went from that guy to a bartending thing where I feel like it hardened me just by the people I met and the things that I experienced. And uh, if I were, like, to take anything back in my life, I do think it would be some of the choices I made drug-wise. Like, um, I think it would be one thing to try it and go, okay. And if you, I don't know, like, you can't just say, okay, because it's like you're chasing that next hit. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I got out of that game. I met a wonderful man. Um, this is kind of where I'm going to roll into my threes. Like, I'm not even going to talk about the 10 years I was with a guy, not the one that moved me to Syracuse. When I was bartending, I got with another guy. I was with him for 10 years. Not worth the mention, honestly. Um, three has kind of always been my number. Although I followed NASCAR quite a bit and um, <clears throat> I would, I've always been kind of like a number person where I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick this because it's this driver or this football player or whatever, right? But threes really just attached to me. All of a sudden it came to fruition. Somebody said something about 666 being pure evil. I I honestly, I really wish right now would be so important and explosive if I were to be able to say to you guys, 
this was the moment I realized three. I know the moment in my head, but I can't visualize and remember exactly what was said. But I was like, oh, my God, that's it. I'm evil angel. My father is a sadistic fucking sadist beast. Like so much so that my mother, for whatever reason, they had snakes. <laughs> um, and then separately, even when they were separated, my mother stopped having snakes because she couldn't handle feeding mice or rats to them anymore. <coughs> Bless you, Thank Abby. You. Um... Whereas my father, when he was still with my mother, would take the mice that were supposed to be fed to the snakes and just for fun, dip them in and out of a bucket of water, slam their poor little heads against a a door frame, frame, and then dip them back in water, like, just to see how they would struggle. Like, who does that? Yeah. I cannot. I am an animal advocate through and through um what would you feed a snake if you had a snake and i mean i would feed them like the mouse but like what he was doing was overboard right. but yeah. i'm saying she's an between... animal lover and she like doesn't even like to hear how when i had a mouse in my house mm-hmm. and i used a trap to kill it like she freaks nope. out no nope. so what would you feed a snake i wouldn't i'd kill the motherfucking snake <laughs> it's <laughs> not an animal it's like Goddamn reptile and it, it deserves is an animal. Nope. Though. I will chop its motherfucking head off. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I like the furry kinds. <gasps> Furries. <laughs> no, I can't. I won't. Okay. Absolutely no. No insects, no snakes. I don't know. Reptiles, like there's the cute cool little like chameleon looking things. The lizards that your daughter catches? Yeah, them too. But if, no, I'm not feeding a mice, a mouse or a rat. No, not, not happening. Okay. Okay. Like the furries. <laughs> so your threes. So my threes, episode 33, which is supposed to be three and then possibly 13. And now we're at 33. I'm reserving 333. You cannot knock me off of that one. It's okay. going to be a while, guys, but wait for it. It'll be epic. <laughs> I promise. So, I don't know, my three is, so, all right, um, I'm totally fast-forwarding elementary, middle school, high school, college, which, yes, I went to college. Did I finish? No. Because my car broke down and blew up, and as I mentioned, I had to drive 60 miles. Nobody was going to give me a ride. So, yeah, my dropout never went back. Uh, and then I was telling you about, you know, the bartending days, whatever, whatever, and... Lo and behold, I finally realized that my rabbit hole was getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And the choices that I had made were not getting me anywhere. The person that I had been raised to become, started off to become, I was totally not that person anymore. And I knew I needed to make some serious changes. And I was... Not very fond of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people I met in that in that time frame that I would like to say were toxic. Um, but at the same point, I did develop real friendships with some of these people. 
Um, but it was drug related with the cocaine. Honestly, I, I, I really hate to announce it out loud, but I'm ultimately proud because I turned my life around mm-hmm. and was like, if I do not love myself enough to not do these things to my body and to care about myself enough, who the fuck else is going to care about me? And real Cliff Notes version, I dated between... So the guy that I was talking about that, you know, he played the food stamp joke on me or whatever. I was with him for five years. After him, my next relationship was 10 years. And I said yes to an engagement like three times to this dude who left me for another. Oh, by the way, did I say I attended a bar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He left me for another bartender at the same bar, which, by the way, before me was his other wife who also attended a bar for the same bar. Which he told me, oh, you're just a part of this place and you'll never adapt to anything else. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Because you're still there and I'm not. So I just made a big change. It was New Year's Eve of 2013. And I was like, this is it. I'm going back to the Becky I was supposed to be. I was classy, always sassy, and a bit badassy. And that's who I wanted to be. Now, I do have a harder out of shell. So the threes really came into play because for whatever reason that day that something came into fruition, I met with a local tattoo artist who came to my house and he put Evil Angel 333 and the I on my back. The I is for me to watch my back. But I have Evil Angel with the numbers 333 in the middle of it and an I on my back. So... 2013, mind you, it ends with a three. I made this commitment. I bought this piggy bank, this silver piggy bank with a top hat. It says 2013. I have it to this day. It was like, I rubbed him like a Buddha. I was like, you and me, we're going to get better. Everything's going to be great. You have a three in you. I'm, the, this is just, this is where we got to go. And, uh... I decided to love myself and make some serious changes. And I had made, mind you, the cocaine changes I hadn't done for almost like a year before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I meet John. And it turns out we had actually had some interactions with one another unbeknownst. I was partying at a place that he lived upstairs from. Mm-hmm. Um he had actually come to the bar I bartended at, and he's not a drinker. He was the driver for that group. He had shopped where I was working, and that's where we actually hooked up. I was working at an Aldi in New York, and I'd seen him a few times. He was always in his work uniform, and I knew his first name, and here's a really weird thing. So if you're going really far back in age, and you know the theme song to Sanford and Son. It's... No, I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> no. Nope. Just look, Google the fucking thing. It's a father and son that collect a ton of trash. <laughs> That's not my MO. But for whatever reason, I didn't know John's last name. Mm-hmm. And for three... There's the number. This is where we're really going with episode 33. We're here. 
it, this is game time. <laughs> I, for three months, this Sanford and Son theme song is like running through my head and I can't get it out. And then finally, I officially find out who this dude is. His last name is Sanford. And I'm like, it's not spelled the same mm-hmm. as Sanford and Son. We have the D in ours as opposed to not. I'm like, that's just bizarre. Like, how would I just start humming some theme song? Um, the first night that I went for a date with him, he was following, he, you know, here you go, before, after you. And the shirt I had on was low cut enough in the back that he could see the 333. And he, like, grabbed me by the back <laughs> of the shirt. He was like, whoa, wait a minute. And I'm like, what? And he's like... You have 333 tattooed on you? And I'm like, yeah, is that a problem? It was like, no, but it's really weird because threes are my thing. And I'm like, oh, you don't say. Tell me more. Well, we walk a little further down the hallway. He's apartment three. He proceeds to tell me he's born on the third day of whatever month. He was born at 3.33 in the morning. Um, I go on to talk about I was born in the third month. Uh, my social has 333 in it. Um, and the reason why I had gotten the tattoo that I had gotten that I felt like being an absolute middle person of a sadistic father and an absolute angel of a mother So we continue on. He was, when we met, he was supposed to already be moving to South Carolina. Uh, He told me, you know, we can hang out, but that's it. Well, three days into talking, meeting, whatever, exchanging phone numbers, he's like, you're going with me. Like, okay. Mind you, our first date was an eight-hour phone conversation and, um, yeah. Oh, I know what I want to say. I probably shouldn't say it, but I will. You guys said your men were like, you know, AJ didn't kiss you and mm-hmm. Chris didn't kiss you. <laughs> My man said, a snowstorm's coming. You better pack a bag. <laughs> I promise I'll be a perfect gentleman. Lies! <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. Of course. Yes, I did. So, the number three and how it relates to my life with him, it just, it really moved faster there. The number three and the number eight. Threes are more important, but the eight lies right in there. Um, The eight-hour phone conversation, three days after meeting, you're going with me. He was supposed to move to South Carolina three weeks after meeting me. But instead moved in with me to make sure it worked. And then moved three months later to come here. And then came back three weeks early to surprise me. And then asked me to marry him. It was on the 26th. That's two plus six. That equals eight. You better get rid of my drink. You make me nervous like you're going to knock it over. I'm only on drink number two. I hope your boyfriend's happy that he fired me up a fireball. Like Mm -hmm. ten fucking shots. I hope you all are happy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hmm. Yep. Game 
proposed me on the 26th, which is 2 plus 6 equals 8. That's where the 8 comes in, that 8-hour phone conversation. We ended up getting married. You forgot what when I, he engaged. <gasps> got engaged. So important. It's written right here in my notes. <laughs> so I wrote it too small. You can't see anymore because of AJ. <laughs> Um, yes, thank you, Jennifer. When he did come back, I this was supposed phone to, ring. Yep, I was supposed to be at work. So he didn't plan for this to happen by any way, shape, or form. He planned on asking me that day. The time of day was not of importance relevant. to him. Relevant, yes. But for me, I was like, I worked three jobs at the time, by the way. That's relevant to the number three. And I had worked overnight and a double the day before at the one job, then overnight, and now I was due for my most minimal job. And I was like, please let me go. He just surprised me. He came in that, please. And they're like, if you do this, if you can get, like, get this many people to sign up for a credit card. This, my other job was Old Navy. And I was called the... Um, O-N-C queen, old Navy card queen, because I could get anybody to sign up for a credit card, which is weird because I don't feel like I'm a salesperson at all. That's the one thing I buckle on. It's probably just to get you to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired? No. You wish you could drink, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, I need to take a sip. Anyway, um, I met the goal that they wanted me to, and I was, like, even telling the people coming through line, I'm like, look it, the love of my life just came and just surprised me last night. I am so tired. I haven't been able to see him. If you just sign up for this card, that woman over there, the boss, she's going to let me go home. So I guess, can you just, I don't care if you get denied, just sign the fuck up. I had people signed up, and within 15 minutes of my shift, I was out the door. I come home, he's like, you better change your shoes. I had, like, a small, like, skinny pump shoe on. He's like, you better put, like, hiking boots on or whatever. So he took me to a state park. The weirdest thing was, he always told me I wish I could keep you in my pocket. Well, he had a nice hoodie on that day, and my ass was cold, and I kept trying to put my hands in my hoodie with his hands, and he kept pushing me away. I'm so glad I didn't bitch a fit about it, because I'd feel really bad, but I was getting pissed, more and more pissed by the second. And he was just looking for the perfect spot while he finds this tree that's, like, weirdish, creepy, like I like. And it's, like, bent and dead-ish over the water and, like, curves back around. Again, you guys can see my hand movements. Mm -hmm. Not that they're making much sense. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, he was like, let's stop here. Let's take some pictures. Walk out on that branch. Like, are you trying to kill me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It seems like... Everybody that loves me tries to kill me first. They put well, me through no, a test. I thought Chris was going to kill me, too, because I had no service. Oh, right. right. Yeah. I mean, so, he didn't ask me to marry him, um, but... Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, like, leaned against a tree and posed for a couple pictures, and I started to walk towards him, and he, like, yo, not yo, but he was, like, wait, and, like, put his hands towards me, and I'm, like, holy crap, this is it, and you guys have all listeners and everybody have heard me say it a few times, like, I don't trust none of you bitches, and hoes, like, you're all trying to kill me, and none of you has, have succeeded yet, although I'm sure you wish you had. <laughs> so, all of a sudden... I could see, like, things were, like, really weird with him. And I'm like, and his phone rings. Like, he was reaching in one pocket. His phone rings. He reaches in the other. He looks at the phone. He, like, swipes it, put it puts it back in his pocket, goes so quickly, reaches back to the other pocket, then, like, has this confused look on his face, pulls the phone back out, swipes it again. You can see his jaw drop. Puts the phone back in his pocket, reaches back into the other pocket, gets down on one knee and asks me to marry him. Well, at this point, I'm still on a fucking dead branch halfway across the lake. And I, of course, said yes and about knocked the ring out of his hand and both of us (laughs) into the water. But he proceeds to tell me after the fact why it was such a freak out with the phone. Mm -hmm. He, again, I was still supposed to be at work till four o'clock. I had gotten out early. We were where we were at, just completely at random, not planned. His phone was not meant to ring. His son, my stepson, was calling him. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> his son, but he ignored it because he was about to propose to me mm-hmm. at 3.33. didn't realize it was 3.33. That's why he went back for the phone again. Like, it was all just meant to be. Like, it all just fell into place. We had gone home, we hung out with some friends for a little while after that. We had gone home later, we're watching the local news, and just to add to the detail of it, the meteorologist was like, oh, and I meant to look, I have an actual printout of the planets at those coordinates, latitude, longitude, whatever. The meteorologist said, these three planets were doing the dance or whatever. Like, it was a whole big thing. And I'm like, I look at him, he looks at me, like, the three, just the threes keep happening. Mm-hmm. So, I'll fast forward again. Um, we have our daughter. She's born in the third month. Um, but before we have her, we got pregnant eight days into it. Hence the eight-hour phone conversation. We were supposed to get married on 11-1-13. I wanted the four ones because I feel like that has something to do with angels with the three at the end. That was supposed to be in Vegas with my parents, but, you know, his sperm were cape. So I couldn't. I'm not going to go to Vegas sober. That's just just, uh, stupid. (laughs) So we're lying in bed the night we're supposed to get married. And he's like, I love you. You love me. Let's just get married anyway. So I'm like. Okay, well, these numbers will work, too. Eight. Eight hour phone conversation. Two plus six equals eight. Twenty-six. So, eleven, eight, thirteen, we got married. Brayden comes into the world. Mm-hmm. And then you, do you know, I don't know if you ever noticed, but eleven, eight, thirteen, there's three ones. Still. Eleven and the, thir- the one and the thirteen. So you got Correct. three ones, a three, and an eight. And that, yeah, it, it all works out. Like, I I like the whole number thing. Like, when we asked Abby, nope, no stuff, nope, no numbers, nope, 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 nope,
And then just like when we're recording, we ask our question, yep. <laughs> what the fuck? That's interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, Brayden came into the world. Brayden. Oh, wait. Yeah, her. You said you got pregnant. You got married on 11 8 13. Proposed three planets. 11 11 8. 2 plus 6 equals 8. Pregnant. <laughs> we got. Oh, so we decided because uh, we we're going to do the Vegas thing. He's like, I love you, love me. So we just did the courthouse, which I'm still a little bummed about that. Could be switched. We're. Um, now it's 2023. We could possibly have a renewal this year, which would be nice. Ten years into it and actually do a wedding dress, which for me would be black. I might even put the number 333 on it just for the fuck of it. Uh, but we got married. Not only did he propose at 333, but the courthouse judge married us at 333. I will admittedly say that was on purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything else was not. Now we live, this will now be our third residence in the state of South Carolina. And while we were in the lawyer's office signing the papers... We had to write, sign our names, the date, and the time. We look up at the clock. Clock says 3.33. Um, for the address of the house we bought, which is 3.33. And there's more. Which now you're supposed to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> ask us what? Ask you what? I don't know. One uh, more. I already have the answers for what you're gonna ask me. Should I should I give you my answers before you ask me the questions? I guess I, think I don't that, know what questions are supposed to ask. Well, you. based upon what I asked Abby and you and she asked whatever. I'm not gonna ask the same questions. Yeah, okay, well here's my answers ready for it. I don't ask the same question. And you know what? If AJ didn't get me so fucked up, threes would have been so much more important. I'm probably going to remember way more after this. Okay. Here's my answers. Black lobster, cats, skeletons, cats, clowns. Clowns. I'm not going to ask those questions. Clowns. Do you like clowns? Black lobster, cats, skeletons, cats, clowns. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> One moment. And we're back. Yeah, we never left. <laughs> um, before we get into my answers of the or actual questions, questions that have nothing to do with our answers. All of the unknown questions. I want to go back to the delivery room and all the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even start mentioning that because we kind of. Skipped over. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I just want to say, even though threes is not a big thing in our delivery room, I just feel like John and I have such a connection based upon threes to begin with, which just, I mean, it was chilling. And then to be in the operating room, I guess, if you will, because I was having a C-section, we're just so connected. Like... It's very literal to this day. I will all of a sudden 
think of something that I need to tell him or I'm about to call him and he's texting me. Me and AJ is kind of like the same way. Like, I'll be thinking of something and then he'll just like say something. I was like, I was just thinking that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Chris and I do that all the time. And, or we'll be like, I'll be thinking, oh, shit, I got to tell Chris this when he gets home. Because I don't call him during the day because I don't know what he's doing with electrical-wise. Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden my phone rang and it's him. He's like, oh, I'm taking a break. Just wanted to say hey. I was like, I seriously, yeah. I got to tell you this. <laughs> I mean, for instance, it's happened. And it doesn't happen all the time. But it happens more often than not. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it's like an everyday occurrence and, whoa, it's some superpower. But it's like, for instance, this last, well, here we go, three weeks. I'm not making that up. I'm. That's literal. For the past three weeks, at least twice a week, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I like reach for my phone. And my phone's ringing and it's him. We're very connected. He finishes my sentence. He's, he starts my sentences, for that matter. And in the delivery room with Brayden, um, and I think I may have talked about this, where yeah. he just he was able to read my eyes, whatever. <clears throat> but the three thing with us, and I know there's so much more, and I should have written it down. Um, and AJ should not have given me fireball. <laughs> And I should have not have had to pee three times. More than three. During this episode, it's been three thus far. Are you counting twice the first time? No. (laughs) I am not. If we were on an actual pause, audibly, and not a pause visually, you would all have seen the action. Quite humorous. All right. Black lobster, cat skeletons, cat clowns. Lots of lots of stuff for address three three three. What in the delivery room? What did the three have to do? Nothing. Oh. Oh, okay. She's here (laughs) in the third month. Okay. The final hour. Okay. Are you ready for your actual questions? Black. Well, I guess I'll do it backwards. (laughs) Clowns. No. Three. When you were talking, and you were talking about how. Like the three 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 half good half evil type yeah. thing, it reminded me. Have you ever seen the movie Little Nicky? Isn't that with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yes. And his dad Satan and his mom. Yes, an angel. yes, yes, yes. So I was like, oh, technically you're Little Nicky. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Final answer, Regis. <laughs> No. All right. My next question is: When was the last time you talked to your bio dad? Uh, over twenty years ago. Okay. I did try to reach out to him when I was about to move to South Carolina, which was almost ten years ago. Then reached out again when I was proposed to. So that was all right in the same time. I knew I was moving first, so the phone call was then. The proposal was right there after. Tried to call. Actually moved here. Got pregnant. Hey, I'm having your grandchild. Um, yeah, nothing. And the last time I went home was 2019. Michelle, who I mentioned in a previous episode, or not, <laughs> earlier this episode, 
maybe in the third hour or minute, I'm not sure. She, her and I are still good friends. Cat mm-hmm. toys play with each other fondly in a bar, drinking double captains and cokes. And it turns out, um, I said you pick the place. She picked a place that apparently my bio frequents. Mm-hmm. Thank God he wasn't there, but. Uh, she said, don't be mad, but the woman that he's dating, I know who she is. I told her you were coming. She's heard your messages that you've left him. She wants to see you, but not be called out. So I had the heads up that I was meeting the woman that was dating my biological father. It was super weird. Yeah. And I bit my tongue and didn't say anything. And so she got a look at me, and, and and supposedly she was on my side where she was telling him, look, call your daughter. That's your only child. Call your daughter. Call your daughter. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And it's gut-wrenching because he was a part of my life growing up. There are good memories. Like, I went out on the Harley with him, and we would just ride and ride, and, and I would go camping, and we'd go fishing, and... And, like, you were talking about teaching Mikey harder chores, like mowing the lawn and and raking leaves. Like, my biological father did those things with me. Um, I chopped wood with a splitter, and I piled wood, and I drove a John Deere tractor and piled it in my great-grandparents' farm, and I... It's funny you say that, because I was just talking... Well, Chris was just talking about when he was younger doing those like he was willing to yeah. do those things yep. to spend time with his dad yep and those are some really good memories and like i was talking to my mother like the main there's only two memories that my mom really has of me one is popcorn and ironically i set her up with my password for paramount plus and the um avatar i gave her is this goofy thing with a thing of popcorn. I wasn't putting it together. She just said it to me on the phone the other day. She had taken me to a local fair and I was super young and I insisted that I was capable of carrying the popcorn and she insisted I was not. I ended up getting the popcorn and she said, you're going to drop it. I said, no, I wasn't, but I did. And then I just made her avatar with popcorn. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing, I feel like one of you guys mentioned something about breaking something of your parents. There was... I broke the the glass in my mom's hutch, and she had no idea for years. Okay, maybe that... With a cell phone. <laughs> maybe it was close, but I pulled the whole stunt at, at a very young age. Um, yeah, I was a teenager. <clears throat> no, I was like... Between the age of four and six, maybe, I picked up a tiger statue that was probably a good two feet tall. Said, if you don't let me do this, the tiger gets it. (laughs) Of course. The tiger got it. I broke that motherfucker. And my mother reminds me to this day. So it's the popcorn, the tiger, and then... The funny one, there's two funny ones. One, she was vacuuming, and I was helping her move knickknacks because she was vacuuming and dusting, 
and I went to lean back on the recliner while she moved the recliner to vacuum underneath it, and I felt like a sack of potatoes. And my mother has never really had, like, that really gusto belly laugh. She just had it this Christmas, which was just so awesome to hear because she's, like, a really serious person, and I don't know. Like, she's not, she doesn't do the raunchy like I do. She... She really cringes at a lot of things that I do. So when a genuine laugh comes out of this woman, it just, it's the biggest sunshine that there could ever be. <clears throat> and me falling like a sack of potatoes did it. So that was great. And then there was the one where I know I mentioned in the pregnancy story, she was pushed over the stairs by the drunk. Um, but there was actually one that she was shoveling in her nightgown. And she flipped her own self up the stairs and got hung by her nightgown upside down on the stairs. And I stood there and laughed. <laughs> and she laughs about it as well. But um, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next one is, who inspires you the most? Oh, my goodness. Believe it or I would say believe it or not to my mother. My mother inspires me the most. We've had some rough times, um, both caused by me as well as her, but I think her inadvertently, she's just a soft personality with a good heart, and unfortunately, she played with the devil and got me, <laughs> um, that, <laughs> I don't know, the jury's still out on that, I suppose, She's, I aspire to be like her. I really do. With the exception that she doesn't have a backbone. Mm -hmm. I want to be as pure and loving and giving as she is. But, to but yeah, with the backbone and I feel like I'm there, like. For you guys, I love you all so much. So, like, my eyes are always open. Do they need this? Do they want this? What can I do to help them? Um, I, I don't know. If it weren't a family member... So, are you, like, asking family member or, like, famous person? Or just, just a general roundabout? <clears throat> I guess it would be my mom. Okay. I mean, there's some famous people that I'm fond of, but I don't, I don't know if I could live that life. I just, I, I want to be my mom, but I want to be me. Like, I feel like I'm already there. That's, that's, she's who I look up to and want to be like, but then some. Okay. And then if she told you, she would say, <laughs> you. All right. My last question is, when do you feel most like yourself? When I'm with my daughter. Um, my daughter, I can be me with my daughter. Because I want to be me with my daughter. I don't want to hide anything. Like, I want to be the most real person I can. I want, I want to tell her everything there is to tell. I'm, some people disagree. I feel I'm a need-to-know basis. I've been told <clears throat> by some, Jen other friends of ours that I tell her too much, explain too much, 
but I feel like my mom wasn't there enough growing up because she couldn't be because of those three jobs. There's the three again. Um, that she couldn't be and she didn't know how to be because she wasn't raised street smart or whatever. Like I want to give my daughter the street smarts, the book smarts, <clears throat> the friendship smarts. Like I'm your mom first, but I'm, I'm on, I'm going to be your friend. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what you need to know as we go. And I'm, I'm going to be your biggest fan, your biggest protector I just, I feel like, I, I mean, I had a whole conversation with her, which probably should have been brought up about getting beat up. Like, I talked to her about fights I got into in high school. My fights were not in middle school. They were in high school. I won them all, by the way. <laughs> I didn't start them, but my my sperm donor said, you get hit, you get attacked, you fight back. And I did. Once you hit me, I went full blast on you. My mom wasn't happy. She still probably wouldn't be to hear that to this day. Um, but I told Brayden about that because for, for some reason she came home from school and was like, I'm scared to go into middle school. Girl, you're in third grade. Why are we even thinking about that right now? <clears throat> so I talked to her about it. Like, I just feel I can really be me in front of her mm-hmm. because I want her to have the realism. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's how I'm parenting her. Okay. Well, that was all my questions. If Jen has Okay, if that was your final question, my answer was clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I can be the most real in front of clowns. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brayden, you a clown. Um, was your mom and stepdad at your wedding when you guys decided to... Nope. What the fuck was that? Like, just get married no, real quick. No, no. That sounded like clapping cheeks. That sounded... <laughs> <laughs> Knocking the boots. <laughs> nope. No. No. Oh. 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 Don't you need, like, a witness there? Yeah, so... <laughs> we had... A landlord. <laughs> From our, <laughs> our <laughs> Yeah, how do you think I feel, you sons of bitch? <laughs> That's your laugh. <laughs> oh that <laughs> Yep. Maybe I should save the best to last. Yes, the landlord from our first residence, but she was actually a godsend because I had a really rough pregnancy. I <laughs> sorry. <sighs> yep, <laughs> I had a really rough pregnancy. Uh, I bled multiple times like bloody murder not to be really gross and explicit but it was bad and John was out working and we only had the one vehicle he had ours he couldn't leave where he was and I relied on her I still know where she lives where she works we talk on occasion 
Um, and she would so come. So this is your first landlord. First. Oh, yeah. The second landlord can <laughs> die. Don't say that. No, I'm saying that. Them people are sadistic. They tried to fuck up my life. Yeah, so much so I was ready to hire a lawyer for like. Um, and years after. Right. They were coming at me at my place of business, connect, um, contacting corporate, like, yeah, stating things that I did that I didn't do, which were actually proven. On, I was on break when they went through this whole spiel of she did this and she did that and she did this. Now, the people behind the phone lines didn't know. know that. So it came through to the store and then background of them, but... Like, it was, it, they were, I just, I don't even know. Like, do you not have anything better to do in your life? And the fact that it was years after you moved right. out. Like, they were trying to sabotage me, and I don't. High school. Right, exactly. Like, how. High school drama. I, I don't. It was worse than that, though. Yeah. I've never, even in high school, never gone through anything like that. But that first landlord, she was there for me. She took me to doctor's appointments, emergency rooms when I was bleeding out. Like, she was there. And, yep, she showed up at that courthouse at 3.33. <laughs> and the other witness was John's namesake. Um, John, to this day, does not, unfortunately, know who his biological father is. His mother finally gave up the name, um... When, according to Google, the two possible matches uh, stated that anybody that fit that name in that age frame was dead. Mm -hmm. uh, but the man that supposedly said, hey, yep, you are the Sanford name, um, showed up for our wedding that day as well. And there's no contact at this point in time, nor do I think there ever will be. And there's other reasons for that. It's families suck sometimes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, Family isn't always bored. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're absolutely correct. And being that this is the 10th year of John and I getting together, February 6th will be 10 years dating. November 8th will be 10 years married. And in my head, I would like to see, like, the surprise freaking, you know... Like, one of those um, home improvement things, but it's with a girl in a wedding dress. I want to see all of a sudden I'm swept away for the big makeover and I get put in this black lace wedding dress. So, okay, so it's this year. Yeah. So, why don't you talk to him? Because if it is this year and you do want to do a vow renewal and have a wedding that you never got to have, that shit needs to be getting on. Right. Now. Well, he knows how bad I want it, so I feel but, like he should make it happen. Okay. And if he doesn't, well, then the chance is missed. And okay. Hello. And he says, Can you stop being the stubborn bitch that you are for a second? I'm not sure. Is that your next question? <laughs> no. I say, I say, skeletons. <laughs> Listen. Clowns. Okay, John cannot plan a wedding. A wedding is what the girl wants. So, if you want a fucking wedding, then we need to get on it. Because before you know it, it's going to be fucking November. So, if you want to That's have the a F word. Raunchy. It's raunchy. <laughs> She's been drinking Evan Williams Jim Beam Black Cherry stuff. With Mountain Dew. 
You cannot leave this up to John. Because you will not ultimately Art. ever be happy. So what are you guys it, up to this year? Besides having a baby, Abby. Yeah, about to have a baby. You know. Keeping our fingers crossed that it might be our year to get engaged. All right, well, enough about year. <laughs> yeah, it's not our episode. It's my episode. <laughs> Figure out how I'm going to renew my vows. I should have oh sat God. under the fucking table with you. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I told you to. I, I know. I said, bitch, get under here with me so I'm not doing it alone because Abby decided All right, to stay so home. just so you know, if you guys decide to plan it with John, you're pretty sure. Oh, my God. No. You're going to do it. No, you yeah. are. Nope. I will help you. Yeah. But help you him. Just, no. She wants to be surprised. That's the thing. Right. Okay, but you're not surprised with a vow renewal. Who the fuck does that? Me. Obviously. <laughs> at 333. Okay. Well, you're on, on your March own. March 3rd I'll, I'll of 2023. So you, you really better get on it because that's like just a little over a month away. <laughs> Skeletons. <laughs> Can you talk a month away? March. Three. Three. 23. Oh, I thought you... Can you renew your vows on a day that's not... Yes. I don't know. But you're not doing it in years. a month. We're doing yeah. it in oh, November. Oh, you are? Yay! No promises. <laughs> I'm not promising nothing and getting shit for it. What's your next question? I don't have any more questions. Oh. Cats! <laughs> lots of stuff. Oh, right, because Abby said no stuff. Jen said lots of stuff, and so lots do I. Lots of stuff. <clears throat> Oh, for hobbies? Yeah. Um, collecting. collecting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I collect. That's you Oh, collect I get it now. I collect skeletons, cats, clowns, creepy uh, dolls. Lots you of You definitely stuff. collect cats. You got fucking five of them. I do, and I love them all. They're my furries. <laughs> all right. Yeah, episode three, three, bitch and Becky. <laughs> That concludes. <laughs> I guess. All right. So you can always follow our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, the Monster Squad, or at Monster Squad. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, the underscore Monster underscore Squad. And any mom stories or topics that you would like to share, please email us at the Monster Squad at Outlook.com. Um, also in the title. Um, put topic or mom stories and then let us know if you would like to, would like us to use your name, I lost my train of thought, um, and where you're from, or if you would like to remain anonymous, anonymous, Jen, and then, and then, well, I have two things to add to that, surprise, surprise, Somehow I went back to some country living. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <clears throat> we have a guest star coming up on episode 34. And if you've been listening, you know who he is. AJ. Abby's man will be guest starring on episode 34. And don't forget, episode 35 is Listener Stories. If you want the possibility of your story being included in our every fifth episode, get that in. You have time. But AJ has a lot to talk about. He has kept notes. He has answers to questions. 
comments to things we've said and categories and subjects that he would like to touch base on for us momsters. Stay tuned. Episode 34 is going to be epic. All right. Other than that, thank you for listening to The Momster Squad.